Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into The Botany of Desire, authored by the insightful Michael Pollan, renowned writer and professor of journalism at the University of California, Berkeley. This intriguing work presents a thought-provoking perspective on the symbiotic relationship between humanity and the plant kingdom, exploring how our natural desires for sweetness, beauty, intoxication, and control are met and manipulated by the botanical world. Paulin eloquently reveals how, through these desires, plants have enticed humans to aid in their reproduction and have even strengthened as a result. The botany of desire takes you on a journey through the lens of four specific plants, each chosen for its representation of a fundamental human yearning. Through this exploration, we come to understand how deeply intertwined our lives are with the lives of plants. Pollen's other seminal works, such as In Defense of Food, Food Rules, and The Omnivore's Dilemma, the latter being acclaimed as one of the ten best books of 2006 by the New York Times, firmly establish his authority in the fields of natural science and anthropology. This podcast episode will resonate with a vast range of listeners, from gardeners who seek a deeper understanding of their leafy companions, to those fascinated by botany, as well as readers with a keen interest in anthropology and the ways in which our existence is governed by the natural world. Join us as we explore the wealth of knowledge contained in The Botany of Desire, and gain insight into the dynamic and reciprocal bond between plants and people. The Botany of Desire, a plant's eye view of the world. Introduction. Uncover the silent seducers in your garden. Imagine the lush greenery around you, a silent orchestra of life. Yet there's a subtext of seduction and survival that is easy to miss. Believe it or not, that modest houseplant basking in the sunlight from your windowsill is actually a master of manipulation, having evolved sophisticated strategies to ensure its own survival. But how exactly do plants pull the strings, compelling us to cater to their every need? This narrative dives into the symbiotic relationship between humans and plants revealing how we've been unwittingly recruited into the service of these botanical beauties. Unravel the historical threads linking apples to their wild origins. Marvel at the tulip's rise as a symbol of affluence. Explore cannabis's journey as a psychoactive pioneer. And witness the humble potato's transformation into a global staple. Along the way, you'll discover captivating stories such as how humankind stumbled upon the intoxicating effects of cannabis, the era when a single tulip bulb held the power to establish fortunes, and the ironic twist of how prohibition has inadvertently refined the potency of marijuana. Join us on this verdant voyage as we peel back the layers of history and science, showcasing the profound influence plants have exerted on human desire, culture, and innovation, an influence that has shaped the world in the most beautiful and unexpected ways. Part 1 the subtle dance between human desires and the plants that fulfill them. For all of our technological prowess and cultural sophistication, humans are not divorced from nature's grand tapestry, quite the opposite. Our interdependence with the plant kingdom 
is a testament to the delicate balance of give and take in existence. At its heart, this story is less about dominance and more about cooperation, where humans and plants have co-evolved, each serving the other's needs in a continuous cycle of mutual benefit. Let's look closely at this dance. People have long viewed themselves as the directors of the natural world, shaping the environment to our will. We plant the seeds, we tend the gardens, we harvest the fruits of our labor, and yet, if we pause to consider the relationship from another angle, we might see that we're not only the caretakers, but also the ones being subtly directed. Visualize the bee buzzing from blossom to blossom, believing itself to be the master of its journey, while in reality, it's fulfilling the flower's imperative to reproduce and spread. In a parallel fashion, we tend to our orchards and fields, serving the very plants we cultivate, spreading their progeny across the continents. Ever wonder why we're drawn to luscious red apples or find refuge in the intoxicating aroma of blossoms? Plants have evolved to exploit our desires, our love for sweetness, our appreciation for beauty, our pursuit of intoxication, and our need for control. These cravings anchor us to the organic world, driving us to propagate our leafy companions far and wide. The apple tree seduces with its fruit's sugary allure, ensuring humans scatter its seeds. A mere acorn becomes a mighty oak through the forgetfulness of a squirrel. This isn't manipulation in a sinister sense. Rather, it's a fundamental part of an ancient symbiosis. Now bearing in mind the intricate relationship we have with these rooted beings, let's delve deeper into how our shared history with apples exemplifies this interdependence and the ways in which these fruits have gone beyond mere sustenance, worming their way into the very core of human culture. Part 2. The Saga of Apples in America is a tale of a visionary nurseryman. Picture a time when the vast expanses of North America were devoid of the sweet, juicy apples that we now take for granted, save for the humble crab apple. The attempt to transplant European apples across the ocean met with failure as the seedlings withered in the unpredictable climates of the New World. But history would change course thanks to the vision of one man known to us as Johnny Appleseed. John Chapman, donned in his iconic tin pot hat, was a man on a mission. Venturing into the American wilderness around 1800, he understood something profound. Each apple seed carried a genetic lottery ticket, plant enough of them, and eventually, some would grow into trees perfect for the new terrain. As the legend of Johnny Appleseed, Chapman weaved his way through the wild frontier, planting seeds and establishing orchards. By the time of his death in 1845, his legacy was firmly rooted with over 1,200 acres of flourishing apple orchards as a testament to his ingenuity and perseverance. Chapman was not merely sowing seeds but cultivating opportunities. He anticipated the westward rush of pioneers and preemptively established nurseries, essentially establishing a flourishing business in arboriculture. Backed by laws mandating new settlers plant orchards on their claimed lands, Chapman's business bloomed as fruitfully as his trees. The thriving of the apple on American soil wasn't just serendipity, it was also thanks to the inherent human penchant for sweetness. In the 1800s, sugar was a rare commodity, and the apple presented a delicious natural alternative. Combined with the beloved apple cider, 
This made the fruit a staple for the settlers. It was a time when an array of apple varieties, now lost to us, was at the pioneers' fingertips. Next, we'll explore how these diverse flavors became mere memories as the apple's journey continued to evolve in America's burgeoning orchards. Part 3. Apple Diversity's Decline. A story of aesthetics and sweetness. Envision a bygone era where fruit stalls brimmed not just with the familiar gleam of red delicious apples, but with a rich tapestry of nearly endless apple varieties. A time when flavor and uniqueness reigned over uniformity. Today, however, walk into any grocery store and you'll find that the countless unique apple cultivars have dwindled to but a handful of varieties, each prized primarily for its flawless appearance and sweetness. What catalyzed this narrowing of the apple genome in our markets? The drive to preserve and understand the rich genetic diversity of apples persists in institutions like Geneva, New York's Plant Genetic Resources Unit. This facility is a veritable Noah's Ark of apple varieties, safeguarding around 2,500 different apple types. Here, branches reach back through history to the humble beginnings of the apple in Kazakhstan, protecting genetic variety as a defense against disease and pests. Despite these preservation efforts, the commercial apple market has shifted focus sharply toward two defining traits, aesthetic beauty and sugary flavor. Consumers have come to expect an idyllic red hue and perfect curvature, while the quest for sweetness has steered breeding programs to produce apples that satisfy our sugar-coated palates. Gone are the days when an apple's sweetness, as Jonathan Swift once poetically lauded, conjured sensations of sweetness and light, the noblest of pleasures. Now, in our era of surplus sugar and high-fructose corn syrups, the nuanced sweetness of yesteryear's apples feels lost, their modest charms overshadowed by today's sweet snacks at every turn. Alas, the vast orchards of diversity have been pruned back to favor the most candied strains, like the iconic red and golden delicious, a chilling, reminder of how our taste buds and eyes have reshaped a once diverse botanical heritage. Next, let's turn our gaze from the palates to the petals, exploring how plants have not just tantalized our taste for sweetness, but have also evolved to enchant our love for beauty. Part 4. The Allure of Blossoms. From Adornment to Obsession. Have you ever pondered the enigma of flowers? a botanical marvel offering little in the way of flavor, yet captivating human hearts for centuries. They're not the staple of a meal as apples might be, but would you not prefer to express your affection with the delicate petals of a red rose rather than a bushel of fruit? The magnetic pull of flowers on the human psyche hinges on our intrinsic longing for beauty. Beyond the sheer aesthetic appeal of flowers lies a deeper resonance. Indeed, flowers are such a fundamental symbol of delight and well-being that a psychologist might see a person's indifference to them as symptomatic of clinical depression. From the tombs of ancient Egypt, where blossoms accompanied the departed on their eternal voyage, to the modern-day bouquet gracing our celebrations, flowers have maintained their exalted status across civilizations. But this enchantment has a shadowy twin, the capacity for floral allure to escalate into folly. The 17th-century Dutch were swept away by tulip mania, 
an episode where the desire for the elegantly shaped and brightly hued tulips reached a frenzied pitch. The fad bloomed into an economic frenzy that saw prices for tulip bulbs ascending like never before. As tulip prices skyrocketed, they began to be traded on the promise alone, with promissory notes acting as placeholders for the real flowers. Fortunes were gambled and lives overthrown in the whirlwind of tulip trading as a single Semper Augustus bulb commanded a price that rivaled the grandest domiciles in Amsterdam. Yet, the fever broke. In 1637, the impenetrable spell of the tulip shattered, leaving behind financial devastation for those who had staked their futures on the fragile bulbs. This historical spectacle lays bare the potent force of the human quest for beauty, a force so strong it can conquer senses and stock markets alike. While we've explored the gravitational pull of sweetness and elegance on the human experience, the narrative continues. Next, we traverse further into the realm of human desires and the plants that appeal to them, unveiling how plants can capture other aspects of our yearning beyond taste and visual allure. Part 5. Cannabis. The plant that transformed the pursuit of a high. Throughout the ages, humanity has longed to transcend the quotidian, seeking portals to altered states of being. This pursuit, as natural to humanity as the air we breathe, finds kindred spirits in the plant world. The so-called forbidden fruits that tantalize us with the promise of a different reality. The cannabis plant stands out among these, with marijuana fulfilling a deep-seated human yearning for intoxication and the profound alteration of our consciousness. The allure of marijuana stretches across the spectrum of sensation. It can act as a salve for the weary mind and body, kindling joy and offering fresh, intense perceptions of the world. Yes, it may provoke paranoia and foolhardy actions, but equally, it can be a crucible for creativity and profound insights. History took an ironic turn when it came to cannabis's potency. The very laws meant to inhibit the consumption of marijuana inadvertently became a catalyst for its evolution. In response to the stringent drug wars of the 1980s, cultivation moved from the open air to the clandestine indoors. And in ignorance, or rather defiance, of the law, growers discovered something astonishing. Unbound from the limitations of outdoor growth, they could engineer environments to amplify the plant's psychoactive traits. Adjusting the factors of nutrients, light, water, heat, and carbon dioxide levels became a form of alchemy. THC, the essence of marijuana's intoxicating power, surged from a modest 2-3% to an astounding 15-20%, manifesting a new era of potent strains and reshaping the landscape of cannabis use. But beyond just elevating the user's experience, marijuana research has opened vistas into the workings of the human brain. As we pull back the veil on the mysteries of the mind, cannabis plays an unexpected role in deepening our understanding of ourselves. Part 6. How Cannabis Unveiled Secrets of the Human Mind Within the rich tapestry of nature's pharmacopoeia, few plants have unveiled more about the inner workings of the human brain than cannabis. It's a twist of fate that our understanding of this complex herb began, amusingly enough, by watching pigeons indulge in their affinity for the plant's intoxicating buds. Cannabis first made its formal entry into the annals of medical treatment in the 1930s, 
as a remedy for discomfort such as pain and nausea. Yet its rising usage spurred a crusade to demystify the effects it had on the human psyche. It wasn't until the 1960s that scientists pinpointed the element responsible for cannabis's mind-modulating power, delta-9-tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC, which would lead to an even more profound discovery. In 1988, pharmacologist Alan Howlett's revelation would shake the foundations of neuroscience. The human brain harbored a heretofore unknown network of neurons with receptors tailor-made for THC. Considering the brain's assortment of neural networks specialized for neurotransmitter chemicals like endorphins, dopamine, and serotonin, the existence of THC-specific receptors was nothing short of astonishing. Even more bewildering was the revelation in the 1990s by Raphael Mekulam, who discovered that our brains naturally produce anandamide, a cannabinoid akin to THC. In christening this endogenous bliss-inducing chemical, Mekulam drew from the Sanskrit word for supreme joy. Now we uncover a new dimension of our neural landscape, receptors seeming to serve both the compounds produced within our biology and those ingested from a plant. The functions of this cannabinoid network remain the subject of ongoing inquiry, theorized to play roles in diminishing pain and affecting memory, evident in the context of childbirth by the presence of these receptors in the uterus. The implications are profound as we consider how this network might also influence our endurance of life's mundanities. Clearly, cannabis has tapped into our inherent quest for an altered consciousness. And as we continue our journey into human desires, shaped by the plant kingdom, we shall soon explore the role the humble potato plays in our need for control. Part 7. From Famine Fighter to Genetic Marvel. The Potato's Tale of Control. Consider the humble potato, often dismissed as a mundane fixture on dinner plates. Yet, beneath its earthy skin lies a narrative of power and mastery over nature. The potato's entry into European diets marked a tectonic shift in the human ability to conquer unpredictability in food supply, rescuing populations from the grip of hunger. Prior to the potato's introduction in the 16th century, the spectre of malnourishment haunted Europe, particularly its northern territories. But with the potato, families could cultivate sustenance from even the smallest plots of land. This tuber offered a freedom previously unrealized, no longer solely dependent on the vagaries of grain harvests and bread prices, people could secure a degree of nutritional autonomy. The impact was palpable. Potato-fueled nations witnessed the retreat of famines, as well as a surge in strength and influence, potentially even altering the geopolitical balance in Europe's favor. But the quest for control didn't stop at cultivation. Advancements in science have propelled the potato into the realm of genetic modification. Enter the new leaf potato, crafted by the endeavors of Monsanto, a potato that stands defiant against the ravages of the Colorado potato beetle by producing its own beetle-thwarting toxin. Fifty million acres across the United States are now devoted to growing genetically modified crops like the new leaf, cementing our dominion over the land and its yields. Indeed, we've brought potatoes, and by extension, our food sources under our sway like never before. 
yet with great power comes great uncertainty. The long-term implications of cultivating and consuming genetically modified organisms remain shrouded in mystery, stirring unease amongst consumers. The question lingers, have we pushed our desire for control to the precipice? For now, GMOs stand at the crossroads of innovation and introspection as we grapple with the potency of our own creations. Final Summary In the pages of this thought-provoking narrative, we come to realize that the dynamic between humanity and the plant kingdom is anything but unilateral. This intricate dance is not merely about human cultivation and consumption, but an elaborate interplay where plants wield considerable influence over our actions. Plants are far from passive entities, rather they are active participants, coaxing us to disseminate their genetics across the globe. We, in turn, find nourishment, aesthetic pleasure, and even a measure of command through our interactions with them. What might seem like the most mundane, vegetative presence could, in reality, hold a profound understanding of our innermost drives and desires. As we tread the fine line between using and being used by plants, it becomes evident that their quiet allure has shaped human civilization in countless ways. Their mastery of our appetites for sweetness, beauty, intoxication, and control underscores the symbiosis that has flourished between our species and the green world we so frequently underestimate. Remember, the plants that adorn our environments and fill our plates are not just backdrop to human progress. They're astute manipulators that have learned how to thrive by tapping into the very essence of what makes us human. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.